This is a show about facing fear, unlocking courage, and taking action. Courage isn't necessarily a daunting thing. It's going to give you more purpose. It's going to give you more drive. It feels like making a courageous decision is going to get you closer to who you aspire to be. It's knowledge plus faith plus action equals courage. It's not about being great. It's about trying to achieve greatness. It's about those day-to-day -day earned victories, you know, coming home at the end of the day and wanting to chill and enjoy the moment. Being in the moment and having a sip of Sincoro is really what it was all about for us. Okay, so let me get this straight. Michael Jordan, Jeannie Buss, Wes Edens, and my guest today and her husband walk into a bar. And if you think this is like the start of a joke, you're sadly mistaken. Right? This is the start of a premium tequila brand, which we're going to hear more about called Sincoro. And it's the brainchild of my guest, Amelia Fazolari. Did I get it right? Correct. Fazolari. Okay. I like practiced this. I still blew it, which sucks, <laughs> you know? But like, so Amelia, how does like somebody go from school of Michigan? to New York City, two decades, I believe, working in the financial sector. And this is my New Yorker and me showing. So now, like, are you a huge, you're clearly a Boston fan now. This is like blasphemy for New Yorkers and I Boston am, fans now. I am a Boston fan. In fact, I became a Boston fan before I met Wick because I was married for 19 years to a guy who was born and raised in Boston. <laughs> and so... We did raise our kids in New York City, but they are true Boston fans, and I've become a Boston fan. Uh, Boston sports is pretty special. So special your poor sport. children had to wear green in they New did. York City? <laughs> they did. They wore uh, Tom Brady, Brady jerseys. Uh, they were big Patriots, Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox, <laughs> the whole thing. I, I like it. I think it, it, what could like build more character uh, you know, than, than having to walk around the city? Proud to be a Boston fan in New York City. <laughs> exactly. It says something. Well, thank you for your time today. I, I've really enjoyed getting to know you, and it's it's been a journey. We've sort of been talking off and on for the last three or four months. You've got some cool things that you're working on. And before we get to that, I'd just love to hear your story. Like, I know I kind of, like, hit on, okay, Michigan to New York to, to now Boston. But, like, give me the journey. Like, I believe parents are from – are actually from Italy. Is that – Yes. Yeah. So my parents were born and raised in Italy. I grew up in the Midwest, grew up in Michigan, good Midwestern values and went to University of Michigan and then graduated and made my way to New York City, where, as you said, I spent most of my career in the financial sector. Uh, the bulk of my career was at Bloomberg. And there I spent 23 years there. I was lucky enough to start there when it was just a very young company. I think I was employee 250 and I left when there were 15,000 employees. But what I learned at Bloomberg was really how to start and run businesses. I was tapped very early on as someone who was given the opportunity to start different projects uh, within Bloomberg. And Mike Bloomberg taught me that the subject matter doesn't matter. You can learn that. What matters is your approach to starting and running a business. And I think that really helped me a lot when it was time to start Sincoro. <laughs> well, let's get to that. You know, let's... Uh... They, they say in, in the movies, uh, one of the lessons I learned in storytelling is watch out for that glacier, which means to, uh, don't like, come on, get to the, get to, let's get to the story. And this is a pretty cool story. I'm slightly baffled 
how multiple, let's just call them frenemies, right? Owners of basketball the from the NBA come together and start this brand with you. And so like, what inspired all of you? How did this even come about? Mm -hmm. So that's, well, thank you for that question, because that's probably the most frequently a question I get asked is how in the world did four NBA competing teams, total arch rivals come together to do anything. And it really started the summer of 2016. So my partners, Wes Edens, Jeannie Buss, Michael Jordan, and my husband, Wick Grossbeck, were all part of the labor committee at the NBA. And they were coming to New York for these two-day strategy meetings. So I suggested to Wick at the time to maybe get everyone together for dinner night one so they could bond as a team. And he did and invited me to go along. And that's kind of where it all happened. It was that very special first dinner in the summer of 2016. And we that night bonded as friends. And we realized we had this shared love for tequila. And Michael is the real tequila connoisseur in the group. He was the one that led sort of the discussion around, hey, how great is tequila? And, and here's how we should drink it. And it's about chilling and enjoying the moment. And he really taught us how to drink tequila and how to sip it. Uh, he likes to um, drink it with one large rock and a slice of orange. And we started talking about gosh, we love tequila as well. And wouldn't it be great if we could act, have a tequila that was rich and delicious? And we started talking about what we wanted in a tequila. And we realized it was more of a modern taste profile, almost the kind of evolution of tequila. And we wanted, you know, you normally don't use the words rich and delicious to describe tequila and but we wanted a tequila that was super smooth and had a long beautiful finish like a fine cognac or bourbon and this was kind of the start of it and we and subsequent to that first dinner we had so much fun together we decided that next time there was an NBA board of governor meeting we would all get together and this happened quite a bit and it was always over tequila and after many more dinners and many more discussions about it we decided to really go for it all right Two instant thoughts come to my <laughs> mind. All right. First of all, a thought and then a, and then a courageous question. This is the courageous podcast. So the insight is, I think in life, everyone has an expectation bar and, and everything. Like you go to a movie, you know, like, that was really good. It might not have actually been really good, but what you thought it was going to be versus what it actually was, there's a big enough gap. You're like, wow. So your expectation bar going into this dinner is like, let's be cordial. It's not like you're being uber strategic, but yeah, you're like, it's building relationships. Were you just like blown away and was it out of the gate or is it like 90 minutes into the dinner and the next thing you know, everyone realizes that they like each other? Well, you know, I was the newcomer. So, you know, Wes and Jeannie and Michael and Wick have all had a relationship for, you know, decades as part of being in the NBA. And I was dating Wick at the time. Right. And and so I had met Jeannie just once before, but I had never met Michael or Wes. And and, you know, Jeannie, my first time in meeting her, it was an instant connection. She is just the such an incredible inspiring woman, you know, arguably the most powerful woman in sports media. And she's such a big heart and so welcoming. And, and so that was great. Cause I had, I met her once before, as I said, but 
you know, Wes, remember, you know, Wes is a extremely accomplished Wall Street guy. And I had known of Wes my entire career. And so I was super excited to meet Wes. And then of course, Michael. And so, you know, for me, as, as soon as I realized that they were hanging out at the bar, you know, drinking tequila, I thought, oh my God, cool tequila. It's a shared, you know, commonality. I can drink tequila. This is going to be okay. But what was really interesting for me, my takeaway, again, having been kind of new to the whole NBA and the organization was the camaraderie amongst them, because they're real collaborators by nature and team oriented, like these guys know how to operate within a team. And, and they're, and they're great partners. And that really kind of came through in the first meeting for me. And then certainly was built upon as the relationship continued. And we've become really, really close friends. You know, Sincoro brought us together, but our friendship is really something that um, we all very much value. So I want, I want to get to the name in a minute, but I got to ask my courageous question. Yes. I'm going to see if you're going to duck me on this one. You ready? <laughs> Okay. Please tell me there was another owner at the table. Please tell me there was like a fifth or a sixth, and it's just like, no, they're not coming in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I quite don't remember every single person at that table. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I, I got exactly the answer I expected, but that's interesting to hear. No, 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 no. Uh, no, I mean, look, you know, in all seriousness, I this group really connected very early on, and it was really the five of us that love tequila. And that's kind of what was the never natural evolution of, of the group. So you mentioned Sincoro, but Sincoro, I think translates to five golds in right. Spanish. So I'm assuming the five is the, is the five partners. Correct. So exactly five gold. It, it was the five of us who set out to create the gold standard in tequila. And how are we doing so far? <laughs> We're doing great. Uh, <laughs> You know, everyone who tastes it absolutely loves it. The one word they use to describe the tequila is delicious, which we love that. And, you know, for us, you mentioned a little, uh, you mentioned, you know, kind of setting the bar and the level of expectations. You know, what's at the core of our brand and Sincoro is being the gold standard for greatness. And, you know, Michael is the standard for you know, the gold standard in how things are done. And he's, he, he really sets such a high bar. And so do all my partners. I mean, there is this drive and determination to constantly achieve. And it's not about being great. It's about trying to achieve greatness. And, you know, for us, it's about inspiring the pursuit of greatness you know, if you look at our bottle, it looks like a trophy. And, you know, it's about those day-to-day -day earned victories, you know, coming home at the end of the day and wanting to, you know, chill and enjoy the moment, being in the moment and having a sip of Sincoro is, is really what it was all about for us. Creating this liquid was the North Star and it remains to this day. And, you know, what's really interesting, you know, Michael is arguably the most recognized person in the world. And, you know, the marketing does not sit on his shoulders. We're not doing that. You know, we, when we created the tequila, we set out to create this incredibly rich tequila and that was our North Star. And, you know, it took us a long time, Ryan. It wasn't that it happened overnight. 
it took us three years and we created, I think, almost a thousand or even more tequilas until we got to that perfect taste profile. And so people may take their first sip because they heard Michael's involved, but they're going to buy their bottle in multiple cases because they love the tequila and they, and, and, you know, our bottle reflects what, what's in it. I mean, all of our taste buds are different. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, what Wes is thinking versus what Jeannie's thinking versus what you're thinking or like, how, how hard was it or how many iterations do you think you went through to get to this taste profile? We went through a lot. And, and and that's a really great question because it wasn't because we didn't agree. And that's one of the really looking back, one of the most fascinating parts of this partnership is that we do have, you know, incredibly accomplished, determined people in the group that are opinionated. And we all seem to align from day one on the taste profile. The challenge was creating what we wanted because that, and that's one of the things that I think really sets us apart from all the other tequilas out there is that we created this from scratch and we worked hand in hand with our master distiller to create this recipe. And so what took us a while was getting it to the level we wanted. And we were never going to settle for anything that we didn't feel was the best. And so, you know, what we looked for was color. And even with our Blanco, we wanted it to be a beautiful crystal clear color. Uh, we looked for smoothness. We looked for the nose. You know, when you smell the tequila, you want to take in a beautiful bouquet, you know, a, a beautiful aroma. And we also looked for a long finish and getting all of those characteristics at the very highest level was challenging and, and we weren't going to settle. In fact, to this day, Michael and I taste every single batch before we bottle. Now, are you doing that on zoom? Like, are you guys like, how do you do? We do, we do it on zoom a lot. And, you know, uh, some of our tastings are in person. So we, we launched uh, our fifth expression last fall, which is called Sincoro Gold. And it's a combination of Blanco, Repo, Añejo, and, and Heavy into the extra Añejo. It's absolutely delicious. Michael and I made 23, coincidentally, samples of this. And we did do the tasting in his house. Um, and we went through every one. We actually had our distillery there as well, our distiller. And we just went through it in a very methodical way until we selected the absolute perfect blend. You know, I, I, I don't think it's a uh, an original, a totally original idea to have really recognizable people launching yeah. alcohol brands, Ryan Reynolds, Clooney. The difference is, and again, to be fair, I have not done my research. I am not a consigliere on alcohol all over the world. But like, <laughs> I do know that like just last year, you guys in the San Francisco World Spirits competition are like on the podium for best we tequila, did. correct? We did. You know, we're so proud of all the awards we've won. I think we're up to 24 now. You know, it was something that we did very early on. In fact, before we launched, we had the liquid and uh, we didn't even have a bottle yet. And we entered the liquid into the most competitive spirit awards because we felt like, you know, gosh, the five of us love this, but we really need the thought leaders in the industry 
to, you know, tell us what they think. And we were so proud because all our entire portfolio medaled and we did win the highest accolade, which is a double gold. We've won it multiple times. And, you know, we won best in Yeho across every price point and brand innovation of the year. I mean, the list goes on, but we're super proud of that. And they had just our liquid it was a double blind competition. So they didn't see our bottle. They didn't know who we were. It was only based on the liquid. So we're we're very proud of that. Um, I do like the bottle, by the way. Bottle's pretty solid. You like solid. the bottle? Yeah. Well, tell me tell me a little bit more about like trophy. You said it's like, like NBA trophy style. Is that the, the thought behind that? Well, so here's what was happening. We were so focused on creating this liquid and you know, it, 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 like I said, it was our North star and nothing else mattered because if we didn't get that right, we weren't going to get behind this, you know, for us. And so while all this was going on, unbeknownst to the, the group, Michael had tapped had called Mark Smith, who was the former head of special projects and innovation at Nike. He had worked on the Jordan brand closely with Michael for decades, designing the Jordan sneakers. And so Michael calls up Mark Smith and says, I need a tequila bottle, like completely <laughs> out of the blue. <laughs> and Mark says, okay, a tequila bottle. Um, I've never done this before, but close your eyes and Describe what you see in three words. And Michael says, sleek, contemporary, and unique. And that was the brief. And that's what was delivered. And it's pretty amazing because Michael uh, brought Mark to uh, a board meeting and Mark had this big bag and he started pulling these computer generated bottles out of the bag. And they're actually the first bottle he showed us is very close to the bottle that we have today, uh, there was a little bit more of an arc in it, a lean in it, but it was five-sided and it looked like a trophy and it was just stunningly beautiful from second one. There's also these cool Easter eggs in the bottle, like all this cool storytelling. So for example, if you take our bottle and you feel the bottom of it, it slants 23 degrees as a nod to Michael's jersey number. Oh, nice. The stopper slants down 23 degrees. There's a ring around the neck of the bottle that says share truth. And that's really a reflection of, you know, the authenticity of the group. You know, our yeah. truth is we did this for passion, for love. And it's about chilling and enjoying the moment. And we'd love people to share that share tequila share our tequila with their friends and family and that's our truth i i love that little line and and uh shame on me for missing that the first time around i, I also think you know i always say you know there's, there's a whole other side of my life and business of being a keynote speaker and in, in that world and it's a very different role than this role like my role on the podcast is to stay out of the way be prepared but like people want to hear your story but when I'm on a stage, I often will say, like, stop lying to yourself. And like, I think it starts by sharing the truth to yourself first right. before you take it to everybody else. And that makes there's a lot of subtext in what you said on shared truth. Just knowing the backgrounds of the of the personalities of now I'm air quoting your starting five in in the spirit of sharing truth. I, I like to play a little game every once in a while called rapid fire. Are you ready? OK, yes. 
And what I love about this right now is I did not see these questions with you before. These are easy. These are layups. Okay, you ready? What's yes. your birth what's your birthday meal? Lasagna. Homemade or from a restaurant? Oh no, no, homemade. Okay. Favorite restaurant in Boston? Oh gosh, that's so hard. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, there are so many that come to mind. Um I love Davios. Okay. I'm sure we just upset somebody else that you have I know, a great, but a great relationship I, with. Yeah, there's uh, so many, but I love all of them. Uh, favorite restaurant in New York City? I knew you were going to ask that. Um, I'm a big fan of Carbone and their spicy rigatoni. I'm sensing a theme on the type of food you like, by the way. <laughs> For sure. All right. Best meal to pair with Sincoro. Oh, it's everything. And I will tell you, we drink Sincoro with Japanese, Italian, French, uh, American. It's great with seafood. We drink Sincoro like people drink wine. And it is, it goes with everything. And for me, it's Sincoro and water. And for my partners, we, we, when we have dinner and we get together for dinner, we drink Sincoro. And if you had to pick an o'clock and just one o'clock, what is the perfect hour to sip Sincoro? Seven. 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 7 p.m. But I will tell you, I have a funny story about that. So as I mentioned, you know, Michael and I taste every batch before we bottle. And I had gotten, I think it was a Reposado uh, sample. And I was leaving that morning really early. It was like 6 a.m. And I just didn't want to bring the sample with me. I just kind of needed to taste it and kind of check the box that, okay, this is good. I got to, you know, talk to Michael. And so... Gosh, it's six o'clock in the morning. So I did open the bottle and <laughs> did sip it. And my husband walks by and he goes, is, is that is that tequila? I go, honey, I'm working. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Six o'clock in the morning. So, I mean, I kind of think I know how this happened. But I mean, at one point you're at a, you know, in my head as a visual person, it's like a round table with Jeannie, Wes, Michael, Wink. Who decides, how did you guys decide to go Guess who's going to be the CEO of this company? Well, I did raise my hand and say, look, I'm happy to volunteer my time. And they said, great, you're the CEO. <laughs> and, you know, uh, truth be told, you know, again, remember, I was the newcomer to the group, so they didn't know me very well. But Wes, you know, who has, I think, acquired 400 companies in his career and and uh, started Fortress and now new Fortress Energy and uh, he's just really successful entrepreneur said, how about this? How about we be co-CEOs, Amelia, for a year, you know, out of the gate. And so we were co-CEOs um, the first year, right before we launched. And then right before the launch, he stepped down and, and we had a board meeting and he endorsed me as a sole CEO. So I feel very proud about that too. I feel that I've earned the job and the role and uh, my partners are phenomenal and super supportive. And like I said, we've become incredible friends through this whole whole fun journey. It's really fun. I mean, again, I can only imagine how fun you guys are having. But like, yeah, I mean, look, two decades with Bloomberg, it's not like you don't know a thing or two about like the I realities of, yeah. of lots of different sectors. And I, I'm curious of the, you know, I think it's been about seven-ish now since you you guys started this experiment is what I like to call everything right. an experiment. So like as CEO of the company, what have you learned? Like if there's three 
like let's think about our listener for a sec i mean i always say if someone is a half hour in and we're we're in their ears and we're on their walk or in their car and they're still here right they're they're curious about about growth they're curious about being an entrepreneur maybe what what are your three sort of wow takeaways from the first six to seven years well look uh, i have a, a few i i would say you know surround yourself with the best and the brightest you know this is a team effort and uh it's really important to hire great people and that and i'm really blessed to be able to work with not only great partners but we've got some incredible talent at the company you know I also think it's really important to have a vision and to lead by example. You know, I I know I feel very responsible to kind of set the tone at, at the company. And I think it's really important to live it, not just say it, but live it. Your actions speak very loudly. Uh, it's important to go with your gut you know, have the confidence to follow your gut. You know, I, as I mentioned, I have a lot of experience in starting and running businesses and different projects. And the subject matter has changed quite a bit throughout my, you know, time in doing that. And, you know, what I bring to the table is a fresh lens. So, you know, I look at it. And one of the things that's really important to us at Syncoro is innovation and being, unexpected and fearless and being unexpected, not for the sake of being different, but because it's our, in our DNA to be innovators. Uh, so I think it's really important to follow your gut. Your intuition is rarely wrong. There's no substitute for hard work. Uh, you know, it's about determination and drive that I think wins out pure grit, especially when you're doing a startup. Startups are 24 seven. And I'd say, don't be afraid to take risks yeah, because you will occasionally fail. Nothing is perfect. But I, you know, my partner, Wes, has told me that success is about going from one failure to the next with enthusiasm. <laughs> That's great. Great line. Yeah, it's a 24-7 job. Sometimes you got to sip some tequila at 6 a.m., you know? <laughs> exactly. It's hard work. Uh, you're not only the CEO, you're also the CEO. And I think it's so cool to see, like, you know, again, here we are. I think it's International Women's Month, but like, silly. That's a, only a month, by the way. Let's talk about that. <laughs> but like, you. but like, for any, you know, again, from a, from like a, I'm curious if like you and Jeannie, if there's like a special bond now that the two you have that's just different. You know, I think so. I mean, she's an incredible person and incredibly supportive and a great friend, and. You know, I think, you know, we run two very different businesses, but there are the same things that happen, right? And that you deal with and we share our experiences. And, you know, the ownership group, the the founding, the founding five of us, we we communicate a lot. Uh, it's phone calls over text, over Zoom, and we do, we're having actually an in-person meeting next week. And there is this incredible support with one another that, and, and underlying, I think the reason this relationship works so well is that there is an underlying mutual respect and love for one another. And it's really at the core of our partnership. And it, 
you know, comes through. And like I said earlier, my partners are really great uh, team players. And so while you would think that we're arch rivals and we would have plenty of disagreements throughout the year, we actually align. And oftentimes when there was a decision to make, I found that people would, you know, voice an opinion, but then say, well, I defer to the consensus or I defer to the group. An example of that, Ryan, is actually when we were naming the tequila. That was a really tough thing for us to do because every time we came up with a name, we'd go through the trademark database and it was trademark. And trying to align on that was was actually many, many, uh, many days and a lot of fun exercises. But that was an example of how people would suggest names and but then always say, well, you know, I'll go with what everybody likes as a as a group. I mean, again, as you said, it's a good case study. And how how is this going to happen? Are we going to work well together? Right. Can we move forward? So I'm curious if uh, if you, you all are doing anything with the uh, air coming out. You know, that is not a movie that Michael, from what I understand, has been involved in. So we're not. But I think what the movie represents is really where, you know, Sincoro is. It's the it's the standard for greatness. And it's, the you know, it's about excelling. It's about being determined. It's, you know, it's about the pursuit. The It's not achieved. It's a constant achieving you know, and trying to reach greatness. And I, you know, if you watch the last dance, which Michael was very involved in and, and uh, they, you know, created it, uh, you know, I think that docu-series is a real great example of what it takes to get to the level that he has gotten to. It's about hard work. That's what that's at the core of success is about, you know, working hard and really going for it. Is there like any you guys ever have any conversation about next generation and work ethic? And is there quiet conversations happening about that? No, actually, not really. No, just roll up your sleeves and let's get going. Let's get going. And we all do it, you know. And so I think people around us see that and. And emulate it. Emulate it. I think that's really important is to set the example. So if I'm correct, I think you were in L.A. last week. And there's like a, another yes. story that you're working on, correct? So, Ryan, yes, um, that is actually happening. I was out in L.A. We we're doing a sitcom with uh, Lionsgate and NBC. It's loosely based on my situation of, you know, really navigating the waters of divorce and co-parenting with my ex and and with my new husband, and uh, it's really been a lot of fun. And, oh, so if I'm getting this straight, it's everyone gets everyone still gets along. We all get along. We do. There's a lot of uh, very funny, uh, hilarious, sometimes very hilarious situations that have come up. Well, now I have to wait oh, till the fall. <laughs> I got to wait till the fall to see the episode. But I, I like. I look I, again. I love that you know, we kind of full circle to where we started. It's. It says share truth on on the bottle, and I appreciate you sharing a little bit of your your personal stuff too. Not just like you're the CEO of this company. Uh, one of my one of my mentors, who I met along by you know was writing my book, said to me her definition of success is when there's no daylight between the personal you and the professional you. And you know, it's a guy that had spent 20 years in the service business kind of maybe sacrificing myself 1% of time a year. 
over 20 years. That That's the one that really landed with me. So I, I'm just grateful that you went there and you shared. And I mean, come on, can we get to September already? Is there a title? Like, do we know what the title of the show is? Well, the working title is We Thought We Were Done. Uh, but we're, we are actually, I, I believe NBC is looking to rename it. But uh, that is definitely, that does kind of summarize the, the storyline. Perfectly. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And, and 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 by the way, I'm sure you thought you were done with this podcast, but uh, we may <laughs> we, 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 we may yeah, have you awesome. come back. No, but look, Ryan, you're awesome, and I loved chatting with you uh, from the first time we we met. I think it's, you you make this very easy. So thank well, you. Oh well, vice well, uh, feel the same way about you. I'm rooting for Sincoro. Looking forward to meeting you at some basketball game or maybe yes. over tequila soon always yeah. over tequila always well, I, over I'll, I'll, yeah I'm, I'm all for that and uh let's stay in touch and good luck I with love that thank you so much really enjoyed it thanks for tuning in to this episode of the courageous podcast if you enjoy the show don't forget to rate and review us on apple Podcasts so more people can find us see you again next week